again. It is Sports Social here on Soundcast FM. I'm Ed Easton, your host. And it is a rainy Tuesday here in Brooklyn, New York. It's one of those, those rainy Tuesdays, like right when you wake up, you see nothing but rain coming down. You just ah, had to stay in bed for a couple of more hours. You know, it's one of those types of days. But nevertheless, we make it through. We go to work. We go back, you know, go about our daily business. I made sure when I was coming into the studio today, umbrella was definitely in hand. Also, just just feeling good about the day. I mean, let, let's be honest. Look, it's April. It rains in April. I'm on Twitter a lot, and I always get annoyed when I see the people say, "Oh my God, it's raining." I didn't expect for rain to happen to me. Like it's. It's April. Isn't that what it's known for? April showers bring May flowers. I'm bringing you back to kindergarten here. Like, this shouldn't be a shock. But we're not going to start for that mood. Not going to go on a rant about the rain and people complaining about the rain via Twitter and social media. Kind of funny, if anything. But I know there are some people that probably will be complaining, especially the, the many, many experts out there that you know just talk about the nba in regards to the houston rockets now have the upper hand and will probably qualify for the nba playoffs they're on a bit of a streak now and utah just just letting it just slide out of their hands i mean utah had them it basically did the rights in terms of clinching a playoff spot and they're struggling against teams that they know they have to beat. These are all must-win games, and and Utah is just just letting it go. So it all comes down to tomorrow night. So many things are are up in the air. And I'm not just talking about you know obviously the Kobe Bryant last game. I'm talking about the fact that the Houston Rockets, if they win their game on Wednesday. Against Sacramento, a Sacramento Kings team, mind you, that is resting, or I don't know if it's resting, but holding out Boogie Cousins and Rajon Rondo. So the Rockets will be at full strength, knowing that they're basically in a playoff game. They win and they're in. And it's like, of all teams that have that scenario, that have that type of luck. The Houston Rockets are the team that, that gets it done. It's, it's unbelievable. Utah, they need a the win against the Lakers, which is very possible. But like I said, they need that loss for the Rockets against against all odds. There, it's, it's it's ridiculous. It's like, do you really expect the Rockets to lose to the Sacramento Kings? It's 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 just not possible, especially without their top guns playing. Assuming they're not going to play. It's tough for Utah, a scrappy young team that really played above their heads the entire year. Not being able to qualify for the playoffs is going to be rough. But hey, you got to get the job done when you have the opportunity to. And you got to win games. You can't always expect Houston to just continue to fall apart. So Houston, because of the tiebreaker, they own the tiebreaker advantage. They win the game they're in. And then we're talking about Golden State-Houston again. And that's a first-round matchup, which should be pretty intriguing. You know, considering the fact that they played in the conference finals last year. 
Are we excited about it? Not really. I personally can't be that excited about it. I mean, you're talking about a Houston Rockets team that the entire year just, you know, underperformed. They they had personnel issues. They didn't know what to do with their, the coach situation. The GM doesn't know what he's doing at all. Dwight Howard's trying to get rid of um, James Harden. James Harden's trying to get rid of Dwight Howard. There's just so much extra. Khloe Kardashian. There's so much extra when it comes to the Houston Rockets. That has nothing to do with what they do on the court. Ty Lawson was waived. Do you really want to see this team make the playoffs? Is anybody even is anybody going to really root for the Houston Rockets? That's my question. I, I just couldn't do it. It's it's tough to, for me to root for a team that just they just all the time seem to struggle. Not not just struggle, but not understand the simple concepts of team basketball. And I thought they were really big on that last year. This year, it's James Harden clear out, fires a three, misses, gives up nine turnovers a game, can't play defense, but he'll score 40 points. Dwight Howard, if he plays every game, and sometimes, you know, he has to take that day off because he has random injuries. You got Jason Terry, who's, I keep forgetting he's still in the league. Your backup point guard is Jason Terry. That's that is amazing to me. You got, you know, it's just a weird roster. Michael Beasley, you pick him up. You know, straight from China, MVP in China. He pretty much hasn't really changed his game too much. I think he's got a little bit better than what he used to be in the past. You know, back in the days when you know it was Kevin Durant's friend. I I look at the Rockets team and, you know, we have to get ready for the realization that they are going to be in the playoffs, that they're going to be, I think they get swept. At least I'm hoping they get swept. But hey, what can you do? Going to have Lincoln Ricketts call in the next 10 minutes or so. And we're going to discuss the NBA season awards. You know, who you feel like is the MVP. Pretty obvious. Rookie of the year, etc. All first team. And and it's funny because this conversation kind of came up via Twitter. You know, I'm at Ed Easton Jr. on Twitter. And he uh, came up with his own version of the of the uh, his top five for the season. First, all first team selections. And, you know, I had a little, uh, I had my own disagreements with it. But I'm going to wait till he reveals his list and what his thoughts are. And I'm going to give my thoughts and we're going to go back and forth with it. See if anything matches up. But, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just really curious to see how they're going to vote when it comes to this. Because you got so many players, especially at that forward spot. That are having great years. So it should be very, very interesting. Now, in regards to what's going to happen for the rest of the season and how, you know, does that affect playoffs and all, I don't like getting into that stuff. We're going to go off just regular season. We're going to go off with their stats. We're going to go off of the team, the way they help the team, all those things. That's what we're basing it off of, okay? I'm not caring about their 
you know, if, what they're going to do in the playoffs. And that's that's for all, you know, hindsight. That's the best way to describe it. Not doing that. Also, go talk about in the second hour, some NFL, Johnny Manziel. Talking more Johnny Manziel. A lot more Johnny Manziel, but nothing to do with what he's doing on the field. Of course, because he still doesn't have a football team. We're talking Johnny Manziel and where he's living, who he's living with. Is it Von Miller? Is it Josh Gordon? I I don't know. TMZ caught up with him. It's just a mess. A complete mess. A guy that I feel like has such great potential coming out of Texas A&M. You heard about all the worries and all the possibilities of the type of character. I think they do get it right a lot in the NFL when they say you got to worry about a guy's character issues because I say about eight times out of ten, they've been correct. About a lot of players, they say, have character issues, may need to watch him. Johnny Manziel, my goodness. You went from doing a Snickers commercial to now just, I don't know. You're a TMZ fanboy now. I actually picked you up on my fantasy team at one point last season, hoping that I would get that Johnny Manziel everybody's been talking about since, you know, Texas A&M. I feel like all the news I got via the stream when they talk about the player stream is all the problems you have off the field. Not about on the field, off the field. And I brought up Josh Gordon earlier, because the rumor is that he's living with Josh Gordon also. We don't know if he's living with Josh Gordon or Von Miller. Josh Gordon failed his test again. Failed another drug test. It's like, who watches the... I mean, I understand they're grown men at this point in their lives. They They got all this money, but it's like there has something to be said. Like, who watches these guys? They need handlers. I hate to say it, but that's what they need. I can't wait till I see both of them on Celebrity Rehab. I feel like we're that close to that happening. Johnny Football, man. Gonna have Stan Luis talk a little bit about that. As well as the tragic passing and the murder of uh, Will Smith. The uh, New Orleans, former New Orleans Saints defensive lineman, he uh, lost his life. It was something, it, it was just one of those bizarre situations. And it's sad when you keep hearing about these random violence and things that are going on in our community. And it's a shame. Uh, another thing that kind of bothered me also was that people were were relieved that it was just the football player, Will Smith, and not the actor slash rapper, Will Smith. Are we serious right now? It's things like that. I don't, jokes like that are not funny. They're not. It's a guy, you know, he lost his family. The family lost their father. They lost it. You know, a wife lost a husband. It's, it's a, it's a very sad situation. But no, we're making internet jokes and memes and gifs about, oh, yeah, well, it wasn't, at least it wasn't Will Smith, the actor, you know, he won an MTV Movie Award. That's not, 
that should not even be brought up. This is not a joking situation. Somebody lost their life. But you know, people are people are weird, man. I, I can try to understand it to the best of my ability, but there are t a time and a place for jokes. There's a time and a place for the Jordan meme and the you know the the crying Jordan and all that stuff. That just wasn't one of them. I couldn't understand it. I refuse to understand it. There just shouldn't be any place for that, but I'm not going to go too much on that. Going to talk football in the second hour. Um, and you know what? And I do want to bring this up, actually. I know I get a lot of flack. I bring up like the WNBA. WNBA draft is this Thursday on ESPN2 and ESPNU. Just to make sure people understand that. And yes, it is a sport. I want. I just. I hate getting those comments about. Oh well, they still exist. Blah blah blah. It still exists. It's still running. Support it. I'm always gonna be an advocate for that. And uh, April 14th is the draft. Brianna Stewart expected to be the number one pick. So we'll definitely see how that goes. And as always. Taking your phone calls, 516-900-2278. If you ever have anything in sports you want to talk about, throw out there. A lot of things going on. Also, at Ed Easton Jr. on Twitter, as well as Instagram, if you want to see my photos, which I barely update. But if you want to see them, go, you know, by all means. Once again, it's a Tuesday. Just want to, you know, relax a little bit. I know it's still the beginning of the work week, so a lot of people are like, oh my God, it just, it's, you just want it to be over with. How about take you back a little bit? Let's listen to this song. See if it brings back some good memories. Nothing wrong with a little story, right? We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Social Ed Easton, Soundcast FM. Justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to good. They lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he said. Me and you tonight, we're gonna make some cash, robbing old folks and making the dash. They did the job, money came with ease, but one couldn't stop. It's like he had a disease. He robbed another Stick and another, and a sister and a brother. Tried to rob a man who was a DT undercover. The cop grabbed his arm, he started acting erratic. He said, Keep still, boy, no need for static. Punched him in his belly and he gave him a slap. But little did he know the little boy was strapped. The kid pulled out a gun, he said, Watch you hit me. The barrel set straight for the cop's kidney. The cop got scared, the kid he starts to figure. I'll do years if I pull this trigger. So he cold dashed and ran around the block. Cop radios into another lady cop. He ran by a tree, there he saw the sister. Shot for the head, he shot back, but he missed her. Looked round good and from expectations, he decided he'd hit for the subway stations. But she was coming and he made a left. He was running top speed till he was out of breath. Knocked an old man down and swore he killed Sorry. him. Then he made his move to an abandoned building. Ran up the stairs up to the top floor. 
open up a door there, guess who we saw? Who? Dave the dope be shooting dope Who don't know the meaning of what I know a soap be I need bullets, hurry up, run The low life brought back this dope machine gun He went outside, but there was cops all over Then he dipped into a car, a stolen Nova Raced up the block doing 83 Crashed into a tree near university Escaped alive, though the car was battered Rat-a-tat-tatted and all the cops scattered Ran out of bullets and he still had static Grabbed the pregnant lady and pulled out the automatic Pointed out her head, he said the gun was full of lead He told the cops, back off, for honey here's dead Deep in his heart, he knew he was wrong So he let the lady go and he starts to run on uh-huh. Sirens sounded, he seemed astounded And before long the little boy got surrounded He dropped his gun, so went the glory And this is the way I have to end this story He was only 17 in a madman's dream The cops shot the kid, I still hear him scream This ain't funny, so don't you dare laugh uh-huh. Just another case about the wrong path uh-huh. Straight and arrow are your soldiers cast Good night, good night, good night Knock them out the box Knock them out the Sports Social with Ed Easton here at Soundcast FM. Once again, number is 516-900-2278. little throwback right there, Slick Rick Children's Story. You haven't heard that in a while, right? It's funny, you don't hear like a lot of songs that just tell stories anymore. I mean, especially with a lot of new artists. To me, that's the best part about it. Just telling a story and having people being captivated by it. But I don't know, like I said, I'm not a huge music historian. I listen to what I listen to. I'm not going to break it down, you know, track for track. A lot of guys on the internet that do that better. But uh, it's good to, you know, hear songs like that just telling stories. So now I'm looking over my list for NBA awards. And I'm seeing so many people that that are gonna get left out, not even because they're just not good, it's it's just the sign of the times. And that's really the interesting thing about it. You got so many different combinations and, and especially with this, this type of new like Euro center where it's not really a real center. That whole thing is becoming a huge, I'm not gonna say issue, but more like a, okay, we got to keep that in perspective. We have to keep that in mind. But yeah, they didn't do that. I don't think they do it for the for the first team and second team awards, which they should. If they're going to do it for the All-Star game, they should do it for first team and second team awards. Because let's be real, it's not that many good centers out there. 
without there being good centers, you're you basically have, you know, Boogie Cousins as your center when you talk about all first team automatically. I mean, let's, let's be honest. There's nobody better than him at center. Dwight Howard's always going to make a list, which he shouldn't. That's all right. We got uh, Lincoln Links Ricketts here on the line with us. How's it going, Links? I'm going well, man. I'm going well. All right. And I was just starting off the conversation about the NBA awards as well as like the all first team, all second team awards. And you actually started mm -hmm. this whole thing off when I saw you tweet your version of the all NBA first team. And I had, mm -hmm. I felt like there was one big omission there. Uh, you, mm -hmm. you, you don't mind, like, let's just go through your uh, first team and we'll start from there. Yeah, sure. Of course, um, we have the should be unanimous MVP. We have uh, Steph Curry as a guard spot. Right next to him, we have Russell Westbrook. Now, here's where it gets a bit tricky, but since I've tweeted what I did and looked at the rules so far, I had KD, LeBron James, and DeMarcus Cousins. Now, but what I've looked at is that because Green has played numerous of minutes on this center spot, he may be moved to the center, so I might have to move Draymond Green to the center spot and take away Cousins' spot from the first NBA team. Now, you're talking about Kawhi Leonard. Yes, I, I really think he more than deserves to be on the first team. Now, uh, I don't know if you have his like, stats of mine, but I know I do, and he's averaging 21-6, right there around three. Purr is around 26. Of course, he has the immaculate defense that backs him up yes. as a credible two-way superstar, right? Mm -hmm. But then you have, and basically, you got to take away either LeBron James or Kevin Durant. LeBron James currently is averaging 25-7-6 with a pair of 28.02, I believe. And then you have Kevin Durant, who's averaging 28-8-5, shooting near 51%. Near 40 and 90 percent, you know, which is the shooter's benchmark, and his per is around 28.5, which is second in the league only to Stephen Curry. Right. So you're like, who are you going to take out? I, you know, and I get it, but it's like you have to. It, this way, I always factor it, not just the mm -hmm. stats, but you got to look at the team's performance and mm -hmm. what that person brings to that team. Okay, he is a big reason for why San Antonio is the number two seed in the West and the number two team overall in the NBA. It's it's almost criminal to not have at least one player from that team in the all you know, the all first team. It just doesn't make any sense. I, I don't. I just don't see how. And, and trust me, I get the whole argument about Kevin Durant and LeBron James, and you know they have to be in there. Mm -hmm. If you go by number of games played, I think Kawhi has Kevin Durant, and I know you're going to go against me on this, but that does that has to be a determining factor at the end of the day. Well, okay, KD missed, like, I would say seven games of the year. Kawhi Leonard missed two games. So, I mean, it's just slight. Here's the thing. If he gets chosen, he gets chosen. There's no wrong answer. Will I feel excited about it? Yes, kind of, because you don't have a person who has a season like MJ did in, um, in 1988, where this is like, you know, MJ, who also broke Kobe Bryant's record last night while facing Kobe Bryant 20 um, point game straight 63 times. So you're like, 
this is something that he's done consistently over shooting over 50 percent and you're like why are we you know removing this man where there's like also lebron james quality that's, that's why he says no wrong answer but mm-hmm. people not just me people's gonna fall some slight away if lebron doesn't make it if Kawhi doesn't doesn't make it and if kevin Durant doesn't make it so i mean if we can make it all three forward spots and then have all three of them in there, that would have been perfect. But, yeah, you can't do it. Now, what is this about? You're saying that Green is eligible at the center position. How How is this yeah, possible? Because he played enough minutes at the center position. So, you know, sometimes uh, there can be a six-man of the year, but if you play, like, 43 games on the bench instead of four, and, you know, instead of uh, 39 on as a starter, that person will be eligible six man a year. The same thing applies for centers and power forwards. If they play more minutes on a center position, they, then they are eligible for that role. Okay, okay. Now, let's let's keep your first team that you have, right? You said you, you put in Green yeah. now instead of Cousins, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's go to your second team. Second team is Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, um, DeMarcus Cousins in the center, and then you have Leonard and Millsap. Wow, Millsap. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Which uh, is, he has had the most underrated season I have probably seen in a while that no one talks about. Because first, it's the Hawks. No one really cares about the Hawks. They're third seed right now. No one really cares. You don't care. I don't care. They play last night against the, <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers. No one cares. But this guy is consistently pulling up great numbers. And I can tell that personally because I have my fantasy team and I smile every single time he plays. Okay. <laughs> He gets two blocks, two steals. He gets 19, 10 rebounds, five assists, and like no one is noticing that because again they're on the Hawks and they get, but they are third seed in the East, which by the way have a better record than the West does this year. So you can't use that only oh, just playing the East factor and just play. <laughs> okay, okay, 17 and nine, yeah. he's averaging right now and 1.7 blocks. Okay, mm-hmm. now that's way above his career average. So mm-hmm. you have that situation. I'm thinking of other guys that could be in that forward spot because he's the only one. And, and you know, even uh, Kyle Lowry, I'm still a little shaky with also mm-hmm. because I look at the numbers well, that, of Damian Lillard that, and I think, you know. that Yeah, see, the thing is that, that you know, that gripe me because, you know, I am a huge, huge Damian Lillard fan. Right. I have him as a third seed. The reason why is because Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, who I snubbed off, which I, you know, if it was for Clay Thompson, I, he definitely would have been part of the teams. But, DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry literally brought the team to second seed. There was the Mari Carroll injury. There was the Jonas um, Valanciunas um, injury. And they was dealing with a whole bunch of other things. And they were the only two consistently bringing it night in and night out. And now they're second seed in the East, which everyone projected them to be fourth fifth. So I, I have to give Lowry the, the praise right there. Lillard. Oh, man. I wanted to put Lillard at second. He, I did. It seems like I he's did. always the forgotten guy. He's not because he's still on the team. If I can move on to the third seat, I have third team. I have Lillard, Thompson. I have Paul George. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, not talking about because he, you know, he's consistent. But then again, he brought the team back into the playoffs. Yeah. You know, Hartford, and I wish I could, you know, put Harden as a Ford. You gotta put Harden. I cannot. In. You gotta put Harden no, in. The guy's can't, averaging like can't. what over twenty five a game still. He's at, he's second in the league. He's averaging twenty eight point nine. Yeah, like come on, you gotta have him on there. You got him, but he's not a Ford. I can't put him over Damian Lillard. I can't. I definitely couldn't put him over Thompson. And there's another guard. I would. I couldn't put him over DeRozan. I just couldn't. All right. So let me throw just two more names at you that I didn't yeah, hear on this list. Ahead. What about uh, Anthony Davis? 
Did he not have enough games? That was his uh Not enough games. Reason? Not wow. enough games. And then, you know, I can't give him a spot where other people – I'm not saying they deserved it, but because of injuries and because of them playing for the their stature of their team and where the wins are, no, I can't give him – I have Aldridge in my last fourth spot on the third team. So. All right, and Andre Drummond was the other guy I was thinking about. Uh, I had to put Harford over him. Okay. Another person, you can look up his stats as well. Again, 13, no one talks about it. This is a year where Kyle Colvert just disappeared. He definitely did. Jeff Teague disappeared. Yeah. You know, they don't have DeMarc Carroll. They had another Ford, as in Tiago Splitter. They had consistent numbers out of Kent Bazemore. They just got back uh, Tavo Sokolosha. But those two, Millsap and Hartford, were the catalyst of why the Hawks are 13. And that's why I had to reward them, both teams. All right, once again, on the phone here with Lincoln Ricketts, we're going through the NBA awards. And let's actually go to the actual awards here. Mm-hmm. MVP, mm-hmm. we could both unanimously say, is going to be Steph Curry. It's not... Yeah, yeah. It's always... Right now, it's the race for second, third, fourth. And uh, second, I have Leonard. Third, I have Durant. Fourth, I have James. And fifth, I have Rushbrook. Okay. I agree yeah. with that. I mean, it should be known. It should be known that the, the first person is, in everybody's minds is Stephen Curry. Yeah. Okay. Rookie of the year is pretty easy also. We're going to go call Anthony Towns on that. Yeah, yeah. Second again, Porzingis. Third, actually, in my books, I have Devin Booker. Yeah, I like Devin Booker also. I agree with that. Uh, Coach of the year. All right. Okay. I'm just going to throw this out here. This is completely biased. As in, I'm not going to follow what... You know what the media wants to go through, or the seventy-two and nine, or which is gonna be seventy-three and nine, maybe tomorrow. I'm not following. I'm sorry, I cannot. I'm rewarding people who, with teams who should not have any business being in the playoffs right now. I have Stephen Clifford as number one, Ooh. the bot. I mean, the Hornets coach. Number two, I have Terry Stotts. Oh, I got a different list than you, Portland. man. And the third, I have Brad Stevens, who is the best coach out of a timeout. I have seen every play of his work out of a timeout. <laughs> I haven't seen a miss of once. You so, and then fourth, fourth, I have Kern slash Walton because, you know. Yeah, they the split. They split time. But, you know, yeah. I, go, I go with Brad Stevens at number one. I, I just feel like the guy got so much out of Isaiah Thomas to the point that he's an all-star. Mm-hmm. And true. you got that's, so much out of it. Let's be honest. It's a team that doesn't have a star on their team. Not even, like. Isaiah Thomas, let's be honest, or any other team is not the best player. He just isn't. But for somehow... Well, it, it, it depends because that's why they had to trade him in uh, Phoenix because he was looked like he's about to outplay Drogic and Eric Bledsoe. And everyone was wondering, why did you sign him in the first place? That's why they <laughs> traded him away. And But it's good that they traded him because now he's flourishing again under the tutelage of Brad Stevens, who's getting the 110% out of every player. Yeah. Linux. Selinger, yeah. um, Jay Crowder. It's ridiculous. Potentially, you can make an argument that he was a top five center. I mean, top five small forward mm-hmm. he a, because of his play. Yeah. Not because of his numbers, but because of his play. Mm-hmm. And no one talks about it. No one talks all. about it. And I it. think Brad Stevens needs that credit. That's why I have him in my top three. But, like, Stephen Clip, like, what did you see the Hornets? You really see the Hornets as a fifth seed this year? <laughs> no, I didn't. I no really one did. No, one, no did. one did. I get it. No one seen. And they didn't have all, all Jefferson all year. They didn't have Nick Batum all year. They had Kemba Walker, Jeremy Lin, who was just dominating, <laughs> in, in, especially against the Spurs. Yeah, he was. That was an amazing game. And then they just using everyone. And I appreciate coach, coaches like that. So that's why I have those three ahead of Kerr and Walton. But I know they're not going to win, but that's why I have them ahead. Okay, Defensive Player of the Year. Ah, uh, you know it goes between two people. Yeah. Currently, and I'm 
going to lean toward this year, they should give it to Draymond Green. I agree. Draymond Green, it, as much offense they talk about with Curry, they don't talk about the defense enough of this man. And they're still a top five defensive team, no matter how high their pace is going with Curry on the floor. He still guards one through five, no matter what. If there's a pick and roll situation, he guards every single person to the best of his ability, and he does it most of the time. Of course, you can't stop everybody. I mean, he takes his responsibility of guarding from a Kevin Durant to Cameron Payne. No, he can just switch off like that. Can he defend LeBron and Kevin Durant to the best of the ability and stop him? Probably not, but he do, he takes the challenge every single time, and I'm putting him as a winner. Okay. I agree with that. Now let's go on to sixth man of the year. Uh, I'm I'm biased. I got to go with Cancer. No one has what? done what he's been doing in a while. No one. Wow. Has. Okay. Can't, I didn't expect that one. Here's, here's why. Everyone's going to even pick Iggy or maybe even Will Barton. <clears throat> but no one realized that this man is leading – out of all six men, double doubles. He's third in field goal percentage. He's actually trying on defense more than I can say about Will Barton and Jamal Crawford. Yeah. You know, he's at least trying on defense, and he's the only reason why the ben- the bench for OKC is actually moving well. You know, they just throw it to him, and he scores almost all the time when he wants to. And he's a perfect. First of all, a lot of assists that Westbrook gets, a lot of people don't know, is due to the kickout to. And he's cancer. And he's averaging 13, 8, and a lot of people are not taking that into effect. Everyone watches the scoring. Whoever has the highest scoring on the bench usually wins. But I'm looking past that more than the statistics, and that's why I'm giving it to Ennis Cantor. Okay, I had Crawford. Just I just feel like the guy consistently is the best. What is it going to be? It would be his third time winning the sixth man of the year if he won. Like, yeah. The yeah. guy is the guy's 40%. Cons- I, I can't. I can't. This year, I cannot do that. I, I cannot do that. And right. defense is just really bad. So it's like I cannot give that to him. So that's why I really have to give it to either Iggy, which is commanding the second unit, or I got to give it to Anderson, which I chose. All right, last one. Most improved player. Oh, come I mean, on. That should be easy. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think it's CJ McCollum. Oh, yeah. I mean, it has to be CJ McCollum. Uh, as you remember when we uh, went to the draft two, <laughs> two years ago, and then we were sitting next to the Lehigh kids, and yeah. then when his name went up, and he was just going wild. I'm like, I seen this kid play, but I didn't know he was going to get this much love. And then I seen him suddenly before he broke his ankle last year. I'm like, this guy is going to be a problem. Yeah. And then this year, I, he just took the reins and actually did everything he was supposed to do. And now they're sixth seed in the West, mm-hmm. I mean, fifth seed actually, with, and he became one of the best backcourts in basketball. So you have to get to him. But I want to give out three um, – Potential uh, nominees for it also have Kemba Walker, okay, who's not getting enough praise. The Greek Freak, come on, he triple doubles, him playing very came well on so as late, point though. guard. Came on late, he came late, exactly, yeah. came late. And then Ronnie Hood, I don't think anyone talked about him enough because when Hayward went down with the plantar fasciitis and Dante Exum got injured ACL and Trey Burke not having a consistent season, he's the only person that actually been playing very well for the team. So I also had to give him a nomination. Okay, I'm definitely with that. I just want to point out C.J. McCollum went from averaging six points a game to 21 a game this year. Mm-hmm. That's a ridiculous yeah, that's, jump. <laughs> that's, a, that's a definite reason why he should be winning. So Okay, so that all sounds fair. And um, just real quick, I know this is not basketball-related, but I know you're a big mm-hmm. Johnny Manziel supporter. 
Oh yeah, man. How uh, do you feel it, about OVO Manzel right now? Unless is he still OVO? It, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. He's not OVO anymore, man. He's not OVO. He's not part of the sound, sound, sound. He's not. He's not. And I, I gave up. I, I literally gave him so much chances, as you know, as a personal yeah. friend of mine. I gave him a lot of chances, and I think I stopped it after. I think it was January where he got to the altercation with his girlfriend. Yeah. And him lying about like. Oh yeah, I was here with my friend when he was really in Vegas. <laughs> I really want this man to like thrive because he's not a bad player. No. When he's shown to actually play. He actually played, and it's just been a sad situation. And I can't like, fight for him every single time. I just hope the best because when he was Ovio Manzo, but now he's just Johnny. Oh right? man. Johnny. Yeah. Oh, this is this is real, and I can tell it's take. You're really taking this personal. I can it, tell it, in your it, voice. You no, know, it, it really is. It really is. <laughs> but uh, Lincoln, as always, man, thanks a lot. And I uh, look no forward problem. to watching the playoffs, see how everything turns oh, out. I can't wait for next week. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. You too. That was uh, Lincoln Ricketts, as always, giving us the best commentary and his thoughts on the NBA. And, you know, the C.J. McCollum one was definitely a slam dunk. I, I agree with that one completely. I'm still leaning when it comes to that coach of the year. I think Brad Stevens, just the job he's done with a, a very, very underrated Boston Celtics team. I mean, let's be honest. This was not a team anyone expected to do what they've done. So uh, I think that um, Brad Stevens does take home coach of the year. Steve Clifford is definitely a great choice. Could be Patrick Ewan just for, you know, being a good assistant coach as well. That's why he's campaigning so hard to be the Knicks coach. Everything comes back to the Knicks. I don't know if you noticed that on the show. But uh, like I said, Steph Curry's the only obvious choice if you want to talk about awards. There's nothing more obvious than Steph Curry, and that's fine. The guy has been unbelievable. I've heard some things about him being the reason why people are enjoying basketball again in terms of just pure shooting. The art of pure shooting is back again. It's not about the dunks. It's not about the you know fancy dribbling all the time. Just... The, the jump shot. People are taking kids, I should say, are taking more time shooting a jump shot, and that goes a long way. That really goes a long way. What we're gonna do is uh, step aside. Once again, the number is five one six nine zero zero two two seven eight. At Ed Easton Jr. is the Twitter. Hit me up. Let me know how your Tuesday is going. Still got plenty more left. More, obviously, Johnny Manziel talk, as well as some more football talk in the second hour. So definitely look forward to that. But once again, we'll be right back. This is Sports Social with Ed Easton.
some girls won't Cause I'm making all the money and your boyfriend don't L.L. What the hell gonna rock the bells Or you want to stop rapping Wanna do this well Rock the bells Sports Social with Eddie Easton once again here on Soundcast FM. A little classic, Hello Cool J, Rock the Bells. Man, so I wish somebody was like playing the bells to get to wake up Johnny Manziel and just some of these players out here. It's it's really, I, I don't know if the word is sad. It's, it's, it's disturbing. You see more about these players off the court, off the field lives, and you're actually seeing them on the field and on the court. It, it's ridiculous. There are no more role models, I should say. And that's probably part of the problem. There just aren't anymore. It's it's beyond needed in the type of industry they're in to have some type of mentorship, somebody to to really talk to and get things figured out, get things working out. It's super important. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I can, I can talk about it till I'm blue in the face. But I just want people to hear exactly what I mean because 
it's not a healthy situation. And I just want you guys to really understand what I'm saying. This is from TMZ. Johnny Manziel talking about his uh, roommate situation. And obviously, he is under the influence. So just this is from, uh, I believe, two days ago. So check this out. And share your thoughts. Party ever stop? Does the party ever yeah. stop? <laughs> yeah. I mean, are we partying tonight? Here. Yeah, I, I don't know. Here, let me get this thing. Here. Okay, okay, okay. No, I'm just saying, are you worried? Alright, so we're out here. So the, Friend of the nice guy. Okay. My guy. I'm Dan, how's it going? This is my guy Dan right yeah. here. We're doing like self-made video right now on yeah. this badass camera, so. Yeah. So are you worried about the image problems or does it phase you? Image at all? problems. Hey, listen, yeah. here's about image problems. I'm just curious. That's listen, what they want to know. I'm living out here with my guy Vaughn Miller. Okay. Everybody knows Vaughn Miller. Yeah, Super he's cool. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Super Bowl MVP. Everybody can see it. Super Bowl MVP. Vaughn Miller, my brother. I'm living with him right now. Yeah. We're getting our life together. So you bro. might go in the Broncos. Perhaps. Listen here, you can hold it. Okay. You can hold it. So the Broncos, John Elway, great dude. Yeah. Kubiak, Aggie man, my man. Aggie my man. Listen, great yeah. organization. Anywhere I get picked up, bro. Okay. It's a blessing. You're gonna get picked up somewhere. You're somewhere, bro. Listen, whatever happens, I love ball. I want to play. Yeah. Team, I want to go. To. Do you think they care if you're partying a little bit? Is there anything wrong with that? Partying? I don't think there's anything wrong with partying. Though. Yeah. There's a difference between partying and being out of control. Yeah, you're not getting in trouble for anything. And you see me here for how many yeah. nights in a row? Five, six? A lot of times, yeah. Exactly. Where do you want to go? We, what have we been doing since we've been here? Walking out, being chill. I don't know. You always seem calm, cool. Being cool with y'all. Yeah, yeah. cool. You're cool. I'm cool. drunk. Yeah, okay. I didn't drunk, say you're drunk. Man. We're just hanging out, enjoying great food. I go yeah. with my guy, John Tazarian. He's here. Let's do it. All right, you're having a good time. And that's just Johnny Manziel right there talking to uh, TMZ. And uh, just really, once again, just kind of just throwing himself under the bus in a sense. The guy, the guy, he needs help. Let's be honest. He needs a lot of help. It's a shame that, you know, it's, it's done in a public way like this. But uh, if you're Von Miller, what do you say? I mean, that's supposed to be your friend, right? You know, he's talking crazy. What do you say? What do you say in a situation like that? How do you help somebody that, for all, you know, for all intents and purposes, he doesn't want to be helped? He thinks he's fine. You know, he's been very confident about playing next year. He talks about it all the time. And I do believe he loves football. Here's a, another clip of Johnny talking once again to TMZ about playing next season. It seems like TMZ always catches him. No one else catches him. But teams, he catches everybody. He's like, wow, how do they just know where these guys are? If they're that predictable, I mean, come on. This is another uh, another moment from uh, Johnny Football. Yes, hello, ladies. Oh, wow. Hello, ladies. Looking fantastic. What up, Johnny? Hey, Johnny. 
Johnny, we're gonna see you playing football next year, man. Of course, my man. Awesome. Have a great night. That's my awesome. TMZ family. Yeah, we love I you, Johnny. Appreciate you, bro. I appreciate. Thanks you. so much. To my mom back at home, Tyler, Texas. We love you, all of you. Love you, Shelly. Giggle, Maggie. You got a team you'd like to play for the most? No. <laughs> In the back truck, my bro, bro. Thank you, Johnny. And that's once again, that's Johnny Manziel, man. I mean, the guy. Because I don't, I don't know what's the best way to describe it. How would you handle a guy like this if he was on your football team? If he was as talented and and all these things are being said about him, like what what would you say to him? That's that's kind of my question. How did how would you handle a guy like Johnny Manziel if he was on your football team, or just not your football team? If he was in your workplace, if he's in your workplace, how do you handle Johnny Manziel? Five one six nine zero zero two two seven eight. I'm actually, you know, I'm obviously going to talk to Stan Talouise about this, as well as the real football issues that are going on. But it's, it's it's really surprising. And I, I keep going back to like when you see like other athletes and how their careers like took that that left turn and you talk about the Lawrence Phillips, you know, type of guys just had the whole world given to them almost. So that when the real world hit them hit him very hard. And I, I just think about what would be needed to get this guy out of his, you know, out of this situation. I don't think he plays football again in the next year or so. I, I just I, I just don't see it happening. Hey, what do I know, right? It's all a lot of stuff to deal with, but I'm going to keep it, you know, hopefully he does work it out. Hopefully it's not just a big, oh man, there's another tragic story and another player getting himself hurt. Let's hope it's not one of those. really what it's all about once again 516-900-2278 we'll be right back you listen to Sports Social with Ed Easton here on Soundcast FM Singing my life with his words Killing me softly with his song Killing me softly with his song Telling my whole life with his words Killing me softly 
Social with Ed Easton here on Soundcast FM. A little Fuji's there killing me softly. Throwing it back as always. 516-900-2278. You know, going back to like at least the other, the other NFL story. Let's talk about something, some good things, okay? Good things. All right. RG3 is getting another chance. Gonna play with the Cleveland Browns. That's something to look forward to. That's one. Okay. Trying to think of anything else that's actually good that's happening in the NFL right now. Besides the rule changes, which I don't know if that people can go back and forth whether or not that's good. 
a lot of expectations, especially I'm hearing for uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Who actually said something that was very confusing to me. I, I didn't understand the whole thing with him and Drake. I I'll be honest with you, I, I don't get it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, he he's saying that he's living with Drake and that they've had this, this strong bond. I don't get that. I don't think it's something that we need to know about him and Drake living together and that's he's living in his house. It's it's a lot. It's a different type of situation and you know. Hey, what can I say? He's very honest. He's a very passionate guy. He always seems very emotional about every single thing he does. I have mixed thoughts on it. But uh, hey, you know, he wants to live with Drake. Let him live with Drake. Not going to kill the guy for it. But I do have a guy that may have a lot of thoughts on this. Stan Talouise, how's it going, man? What's up, buddy? How's it going? So I'm talking NFL right now. And we're going to start off with the, the biggest, I don't know if you call it a surprise anymore. It's more like a train wreck in regards okay. to Johnny Manziel. Okay. You, you've, heard well, the, you've heard the latest on him, right? Uh, that he was sharing an apartment with Josh Gordon? I heard that. Yes, sharing an apartment with Josh Gordon, but he went on TMZ saying that he was actually with Von Miller and that was really a lie. Well, Von Miller said that too. Um, but then, you know, it turns out to not be true because um, Von Miller has uh, an apartment or they give him a place from, ABC gave him a place because he's doing, he's dancing with the stars. So uh, he came out and said that he was, he was going to, uh, you know, being that they were teammates in college, that he was going to take, uh, take, um, take in Johnny Manziel, but it doesn't have to be a, to be a lie. Yeah, that's that's one of those things. Like, it's just weird stuff like that, you know? It, it keeps happening with Johnny Manziel, and, and I feel like it takes away from so much from what we thought the guy was going to be as a football player. Now, do you do you have any understanding as to what team might be interested? They were talking about the Broncos at one point. They were talking about the Broncos being interested. Uh, they I, there were rumors about Dallas being interested, um, especially – after uh, you know, other quarterbacks were, were were off the market, and Dallas isn't you know out of the water yet. They, they, they're, they're still in the mix, so uh, don't be surprised if you hear something on draft day uh, about a signing or a sign and trade, something like that. Um, because when when Dallas was looking to do in the draft, they're looking at either taking an offensive tackle, either Laramie Tunsil or Ronnie Stanley from Notre Dame. And if they do that, you know, they might – obviously they wouldn't be taking uh, Carson Wentz or, or Jared Goff at quarterback, and they could, they could use a guy like Johnny Manziel. And, you know, uh, Jerry Jones is in love with, with uh, Manziel, so it's possible. Jerry Jones is in love with controversy. That's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he just he, – he, he, likes, he likes to stir the pot. Um, Jerry Jones um, is the kind of person who uh, will just cause drama out of nowhere. I'm sure, you know – He's the kind of guy that watches Love and Hip Hop and wishes he was on it. So, 
<laughs> he may find a way to be on it. He's, you know, it could happen with the way it works yeah, on Love and Hip Hop. It could happen, man. Yeah. Love and Hip Hop Dallas. Still be on. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to hear that, but um, let me let me throw this at you. Okay, so Josh Gordon. Now he's huh? supposed to be living with Josh Gordon. It, it, it's funny. It's like okay. He's supposed to get his career back in order. So who's the best person to live with? Let me live with Josh Gordon, the wide receiver I never got a chance to throw a football to, really. Well, they become really good friends because they were both suspended at the end of the, at the, end of the season. Yeah. So, um, you know, plus, you know, they're, they're, they both grew up in Texas. Um, obviously, Johnny Mezzo went to Texas A&M, and uh, Josh Gordon went to Baylor. So they've known each other, um, and they're supposedly really good friends. Now, as far as uh, sharing an apartment, um, I think that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, that's like, um, you've seen New Jack City, right? Remember yes. when, when Chris Rock, you know, uh, being a crackhead, moved like like became homeless. Yeah. The crime queen who was also homeless. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah, that's so, that's pretty bad. Uh, if you remember from New Jack City, neither neither neither, neither character had things end well for them, so no. I don't see how this is gonna end well for. Uh, either Johnny Manziel or Josh Gordon. So it, it, here's my thing. Now, with Josh Gordon, the, the news broke once again that he failed his drug test again. Right. So how how does that happen? I, I mean, I know how you fail a drug test, even though I've never failed a drug test, but how can someone be that dumb for that to happen? Well, the thing is, the league hasn't said what the amount of marijuana they found in the system was, so... They said it could be under the the, the league um, the league required testing amount, or it could be a diluted. It could be diluted. So right now we don't know. And uh, the NFL hasn't said whether or not whether they'll they'll suspend him or not. Mm. Um, he just said he, he failed the drug test, so he could still be reinstated. I doubt it, but um, I mean it's it's kind of tough. For the, for the NFL to, to re- even if like it turns out that you know it's it's under the um, the the amount that that would be required for a suspension, the NFL would have to take that judgment into consideration and say you know what we've given you too many chances and that's it. Mm. So I don't know what the Browns are going to do. I think the Browns, if you look at, I've seen a lot of mock drafts where in the second round they're targeting Michael Thomas from Ohio State for uh, as a, just as a replacement or not a replacement but just as a receiver because you know they can't keep waiting for Josh Gordon to to decide that marijuana isn't uh, his one true love. So. <laughs> it's, I don't want to laugh too much, but it's just it's comical at this point for it to keep happening the way it's happening. And Man, the, the, the guy loves weed. It's... The guy loves weed. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I, personally, I don't think the NFL should be suspending people for weed. Right. But, no, I you agree. Know, that's here there. The, rule, the rules are in place. The rules are there for a reason. I mean, if, you, if, if the, the rule is don't smoke weed, so don't smoke weed. If... I mean, you got Josh Gordon has to ask himself at the end of the day what he loves more, football or weed, and I think it's weed at this point. That's kind of the uh, Ricky Williams mindset at this point. Yeah, Ricky Williams loved weed, and he decided, you know, weed is weed is what I love, so I'm going to stop playing football so I can smoke weed. That's real. That's what it is. That's definitely real. Um, I want to switch gears actually to a sad note. Over the weekend, it was the uh, the tragic murder of uh, Will Smith, the former New Orleans Saints lineman. What are your thoughts in, in regards to, like, that whole situation, because it's got a little out of control with Teron Matthau. He he had some thoughts on it. it. What what else have you heard in regards to that situation? Well, there's a press coming out today that uh, uh, there's footage of there was a possible hit and run involving 
Will Smith. So what could have happened was uh, maybe there was some sort of traffic incident. Maybe he, you know, a, a sideswipe. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, I, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, you can't just the guy that shot him. I mean, I, like I can't imagine it was whatever it was was, was that big a deal. We had to shoot Will Smith. You know, uh, and this we're not talking about just like a. This is. He's a big fixture in, you know, was a big fixture, I guess, in, in New Orleans, you know, always always in the community. Um, and, you know, uh, Saints fans are huge fans. They they might be some of the best fans in the NFL. I mean, especially, you know, they they, they really take in the players as, as their own. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, no matter what Will Smith might have done, whether it's whether he cut somebody off, maybe he hit somebody and didn't say, I don't know, whatever it is, it's still no reason to go around and, and shoot the man. Mm. It's it's it was tragic. Obviously, waking up, I think it was on a Sunday morning to see that, you know, yeah, all over Twitter. I didn't like, and I, and I made a, a little rant about this earlier in the show about people kind of joking about it because oh, at least it wasn't the actor rapper Will Smith. I, I didn't like that. I thought that was it so was very you're cheap. Using the word- you're using the term rapper very loosely there. What? What? Will Smith wasn't a rapper? I mean, you what? can call him a rapper if you want to, but wow, yeah. really? Wow, this right. went left. I mean, <laughs> he, yeah, he was a rapper, and yeah, whatever. But I mean, at the end of the day, what do you what do you remember Will Smith for? Do you remember Will Smith from Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Do you remember Will Smith from Fans Don't Understand? This is real. It's for me because I'm still in that age range. It's kind of close. For everybody else older, is gonna be you're gonna know movie Will Smith, of course. I mean, I I remember him as the guy that punched an alien and said, "Welcome to Earth." That is that's exactly the with same guy. That's Earth with F. Welcome to Earth for that. I, I, I remember that too. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that's you know not to make light of the situation, but I yeah. mean it's it's it sucks. It's really it really sucks um, because it's it, it's that kind of senseless violence that you know it, it just it really. It really kind of puts things in perspective because it's like no one is no one is above it. Will Smith was a very very large man, mm. and you know, certain a lot of people I'm sure in New Orleans kids growing up who watched him play saw him as a superhero. I look at him that way, and for him to get shot like this, you know, it's 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 really it's really messed up. It is. It's really messed up. It's a sad situation. Um, you know, I just wanted to touch on that, but I do want to go off into actual like. NFL and stuff that's going on. They announced the preseason schedule. That's not really a big deal, I guess, for some people. I don't know if you, I know you're a big football head, so was that a big deal that you got the preseason games lined up? Uh, I I the, I just the schedule the schedule doesn't matter to me until I just want to see the whole. I always say this is the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. <laughs> when I see the Hall of Fame game, and I'm like, all right, cool. And I, I, even this year, I was just kind of like, all right, I just I was really I'm not really excited about it just yet. Mm. Um, I want to see how the draft shakes out, so I can, you know, I want to maybe what you know whatever prospects I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to watching, and what teams they land on, so I can, you know, that's really the only thing I appreciate for me. You know, I don't really care about the starters or anything like that. I, I'm, I'm mostly in it for uh, for the um, for the prospects that, that get drafted. So once I, once the draft happens, I take a look at the preseason and, and I'll, de- I'll determine how excited I'll be, which is very. That's good. That's really good. And um, Stan, actually, actually, this is actually two things. Well, first, I want to say the mm-hmm. last football note I want to bring up is uh, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham. He uh, recently came out and said that he's living in Drake's house, and they have a strong relationship, friendship. 
What are your thoughts on that? On Dre, I mean, on uh, Odell Beckham just sharing the fact that he's living in a rapper's house. Well, all right, two things. One, does that mean Drake is going to start rooting for the Giants? Because I don't want that. Drake, <laughs> that's, what I'm worried, that's what I'm more worried about. Chicks. I'm more worried about that. When he started rooting for Kentucky, they stopped, they stopped winning. They, just, they, didn't win. they haven't won a championship since he started rooting for them. I know. Uh, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> also, uh, I'm, I'm just kind of I'm, I'm concerned about this friendship. What does this mean? Like, I don't like, know. This, is, as long, I mean, if Odell Beckham Jr. shows up for 16 games, and balls out. I I couldn't care less. But, Honestly, but why I, is it? I, I, but why is it every Giants wide receiver turns Hollywood once they start? You know, getting a little notice. Because like, they're divas. It's they're like, like divas. It's Giants like, wide receivers used to be, you know, hardworking, <laughs> yeah, bunch of guys like, you know, I kill you and Damani Tumor. You know, Amani Tumor. Now we have guys that have blonde mohawks and you know dance in the pregame and. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Listen, you want to do what you got to do. I'm Get just, signed you know, by Jay Z, you know, things like that. Yeah, you know, you want, yeah, you want to sign with Rock Nation and things like that. So, you know, do what you got to do. As long as you produce. I just, you know, he could have, if he's living in Drake's house, that's fine. Just don't tell don't everybody. Tell me. Why are you okay? telling everybody? That's my whole thing is why, yeah, are, why are you telling, telling everybody? Me? Yeah. I, yeah. It, that's where it got weird to me because it, it was emotional. It, it, it was an interview with DraftKings. And he was very emotional about it. He was like, yeah, you know, we just got this strong bond. And I'm just like, why are you, why are you so emotional about this? Everybody wants to be, everybody wants to be, to have that relationship that LeBron James and my wife has. Everybody wants to be somebody's brother. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't, that, why, why? I don't care that, that Drake and Odell Beckham Jr. are friends. This is, the, this, this is what the world has come to. Um, as long as Drake isn't on the sidelines, that's all that matters. <laughs> which I think might happen. It may happen very soon. It probably will. Also happening very soon, uh, Stan, you know, I, I think we need to have a full draft special for the NFL draft. Oh, you know it, dude. I'm going to be, I, I, I'll chips and salsa. I'll be on, <laughs> online. I'll, 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 you know, people can watch my reactions to every pick. Yes. Um, it will be, it will be live, live cast. Yes, and also the um, another news that actually I wanted to reveal to you and not just everybody, but I wanted you to be the first to hear it as well. It's official. What? what am I hearing? The uh, Keep It A Real Sports website will be up this Friday, officially back up and running. Oh, so fully. I can finally, yes. I can finally do a mock draft. Yes, yes. And your your oh. first one will be up there as well because I still have your other stuff. So it's officially all good. I'm excited. Yeah, I just I wanted to share that with you live on air. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So I mean, like, like I'm to tell you the truth, I haven't started uh, working on a mock draft yet. <laughs> it's I'll okay. Be it's okay. Um, I, I just, I, I, usually by this time I know who's drafting where and what and all that stuff. I, I don't know anything. I just know <laughs> who the prospects are. I know who I like. Okay. I know who, I know where they should land. Right. I know who I want the Giants to take. Okay. So, but, but expect, expect me to start working on that soon. And uh, yeah, well, uh, it'll be up there to be fun. I'm debating if I want to do a video one or if I want to do a little text. It might be video just because I'm lazy. But you've done a video before, you know, you weren't happy with it, so now you want to do a video again? Yeah, but, like, you know, I'm not going to use, you know, pictures and sound effects and video and things like that. It's just me (laughs) me talking. No more production with that. Yeah, no production, just me talking and then that's it. I like it. I'm lazy. I like, hey, you know what? It's all good. You weren't lazy. You definitely chimed in with us today and gave us great information. As always, Stan Talawis, our football guru. Oh, yeah, thanks thanks for having me. Uh, you can catch me uh, this Friday on Full Empire Radio. Uh, uh, I forgot the name of the show. It's something in Brewskies. Okay. Uh, but, you know, okay. Hey, whatever. But, uh, it, it, you know, me talking junk about comedy and stuff. Awesome.
All right, Stan. Have a good one, hey, man. Hey, man. You too. Al giving us his thoughts on the uh, Johnny Manziel situation and also the um, th- this whole thing with Josh Gordon. It's, like I said, it's getting out of control. The guys just can't sit down. They can't just, I, I don't know. It's to the point that I've I've exhausted talking about it. Just these these players in their off the field lives, their off the court lives, just not getting their things together there. But uh, just a reminder for everybody: the NFL draft is at the end of the month. We are going to have a special here on Sports Social where we actually go through it. So uh, it should be really cool. Definitely need to check that out. But what we are going to do is take a break. You're listening to Sports Social here on Ed. Yeah, look at me. I'm all scrubbled up. This is what happens with a raise on Tuesday. I just all messed up with my words. What I was trying to say was we'll be back with Sports Social with Ed Easton on Soundcast FM. Going to wrap up the show after this.
Jack Sports Social Ed Easton here on Soundcast FM. Hello, Jay and Jackson Rhythm Nation. And, you know, I just want to, like, end off the show with basically the main, just the main topic in regards to what we were talking about earlier. A lot going on with athletes, a lot going on on and off the field, off the court. We get it. I look at a lot of the things that, you know, I remember growing up and watching athletes like, for example, Michael Jordan and and Shaq and all of them, Allen Iverson. Yes, you knew about a lot of their off-the-court stuff, but it just never overpowered what they did in the games. You know, as Allen Iverson said so eloquently, you know, it didn't matter. It was like practice, you know. It, it's not it's not the game, not the game that he loves. He's talking about practice. And that's what it felt like. It feels like people just forgot about that. It's it's really interesting. How we went from, you know, just worrying about the games and how they actually played and like everything else was kind of secondary to now it's the other way around. And I go back to the whole Allen Iverson thing. He got such a bad rap for a guy, you know, in most of his career, they always said oh, he's a thug, he's all this. He never made it, let it affect his game. It was never a situation where you're like, oh man, this is going to keep him out. Or because, you know, different variations of issues that happen off the, off the court. It's things like that that matters and you know obviously like I, I bring up all the time Allen Iverson and just some of the stuff he said and some of the stuff that you know he knows like he's about and how he helped change this game and, I, and I, he does change the game for a, a guy at his size to play with so much heart, so much tenacity. It's it's funny to me. And, and you know what? It's funny because he had a, there was actually an interview he did right, up, right after he found out he made the Hall of Fame where he discussed the practice thing. The whole practice you know, question like about him like not going to practice and when he went through that whole saga with uh then coach Larry Brown. It's it's funny to me. So this is what he had to say, and this is like I say, he's forty years old. This is what he had to say after he found out he made the Hall of Fame and his his feelings back to that time when he made the whole practice quote. I don't have no regrets because if you if you watch the documentary, you'll understand why I was so upset. You know what I mean? My best friend had just got killed. I didn't want to be I, I was I thought the press conference was for me to come in once I got that, that call from Larry Brown and Billy King and had that meeting, 
when they told me, okay, no more trade rumors, this is where you're going to be. You're not going anywhere. So I was so ecstatic and happy that I could go into that press conference and tell the whole Philadelphia and the rest of the world that don't worry about the trade rumors, I ain't going nowhere. But they was talking to me about practice. Question, Alan. I asked the question. I was the first one to ask the question about practice. Yeah, I don't remember you. I don't, I don't remember you doing that. And I like and I and I like you. <laughs> but we were asking because Larry never let us see practice, and and we just heard things, and then I asked the question, and then it went from there on to what we all know is the practice. I was already. Press I was. I was already. If if you would have said something about. Uh, if you would have said something about lasagna um, at that point, I would have kept saying lasagna. I was already on edge. I was already mad because I'm, uh, no, first of all, I was happy. So I'm thinking that the, 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 the press conference is going to be positive. All I'm doing is coming to tell the whole Philadelphia that I'm not going anywhere. And then now I can blame you. You started talking about practice. We're talking about practice. But it wasn't anything like mean spirit or anything. It was just a question about practice. But you took it to another level. And that and that's something and that's something I wish I wish I could take back, but I can't. So um, I wish I could take it back because like my daughter teases, like my kids tease me about it. You know what I'm saying? Like and 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 it, it makes me so bad. Like I'm a I'm a Hall of Famer, and I can go outside today. And go to a restaurant or wherever, and somebody will come up to me and say, "Practice? We talking about practice? Man, I am a Hall of Famer, man, and, and that's all you can think about is me saying practice. <laughs> like, but it is what it is, man. We talking about practice? It's just classic. We're talking about practice. That's that's what you know. As much as Allen Iverson wants to get away from that, that was an iconic moment in sports. Not just the NBA, but in sports in general. But the whole point of me like playing that, not only for just the memory, but to show how a guy grew from a situation like he was going through. And, you know, you look at the guys today that continue to, to put their foots in their mouths and say stupid things like Johnny Manziel, Josh Gordon, or just do stupid things, I should say. You know, they're going to look back on it when they're at the age of Allen Iverson when he's like 40 years old and he's, he's you know, getting into the Hall of Fame. Even a guy like... um. You go to Terrell Owens, who got snubbed, just full, you know, flat out snubbed for the Hall of Fame. You think about his situation. You think about the fact that he deserved to be a Hall of Famer based off numbers completely. There's, there's no, there's no denying that. Let's, let's keep it 100. There's no denying the fact that he deserved to be a Hall of Famer. That's it. It's it, it it drives me nuts that people, you know, don't really understand that. But it's it's all about politics. It's all about who you can um. You know, how can I say this? It's all about who is in your best interest and who feels like it's gonna be a better look for certain things. And that's why a guy like Terrell Owens is not gonna get in for a while because he pissed off a lot of people that's that's just the way it works so it did surprise me a little when Iverson made it 
even though on like I said on numbers it should have been a lock. It shouldn't have been a a thought or a guess for what he meant. You know, it's just things like that. You just you just hope that uh people learn from it. And a guy like a, a guy like um if a guy like Allen Iverson can get through it, then a guy like Johnny Manziel, a guy like Josh Gordon can find the right path to just just make it out of that. Um just grow up. That's bottom line, grow up. I basically just spent five minutes describing why grown men should grow up. Is that that's weird, right? It's really weird, but that's that's what I did. This is real. But what we're going to do is head out. Until next time, this has been Sports Social with Ed Easton here on Soundcast FM. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a good one. To the south of clubs, don't matter, put the to your powder, splatter your abs, have you pissing in the plastic bag, that's a drag, now you abnormal, but make me grab the rumble, and put some other stabs on you, the night is young, and I'm already fighting, hiding my promoted bugging, screaming, who the f invited pun? to you, something sharp to the heart, or something big to move you, the desert artist, whatever, you the body that chose to be the dumb at the party, too much Bacardi started speaking dumb, then you try to snuff Joe, must have been Puerto Rican rum, that's the hardcore, to use a sophomore, takes years to earn a pair of terror swap, so get lost to take one, bones I break them, pigs I bake them, so get fried if they come, you see that, I'm like G-Rap, Pac, Master P, all bought up with a twist, I'm Mark Anthony, recognize me, I'm the one, in the auto, Tony Sunshine, please, gun down the corner.